random tangents. Exploring the spaces where life and truth intersect. Okay, we are good to go. We are. Are you excited about that? I am, I think. I am too. It's been too long. It has been. Sorry for those of you that were waiting on tanter hooks. What's a tanter hook anyway? I don't know. I've just heard that phrase. Tanter hook. Waiting on tanter hooks. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, or tanter hooks, something like that. I think it's a British thing. I, I listen to too many British people. It sounds like it. But um, Oh, it pulls up in the Google search. Yeah, of course it does. Tanter hooks is a hook used to fasten cloth on a drying frame or tenter. There you go. So it's tenter, not tanter. Yeah, T-E-N. I'm sorry, listeners. That I mispronounced it. Tenter oh, hooks. it came to mean um, in a state of tension, uneasiness, anxiety, or suspense. There you go. See, so people were waiting on tenter hooks. Yes. What is what is waiting with bated breath mean? Because <laughs> barely ever, breathe. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> you know when when you're hiding and you're gonna jump out and scare someone, and so yes. you're just barely breathing. Yes. Is that what that means? I think, think? it is. <laughs> Is this how we're going to uh, go today? I don't know. I mean, okay. This is the, the last time was totally random. <laughs> um, anyway, welcome to the Random Tangents welcome, Podcast. Welcome. I am Josh Hawkins. I am Michelle King. And uh, we are really glad that you are with us, whoever you may be, wherever you may be. Yes. As we record this, we are, it is, good. it's Good Friday. Good Friday. The day that we remember the Lord's death. And I know I've been thinking a lot about the cross and things this week and as we have moved through Holy Week. Um, but I wanted to talk about Easter. What? Because. Why? We have made it our <laughs> habit to ruin holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be consistent. Uh, so we might as well. And Easter is an especially interesting one as far as its ancient history bunny rabbits and chocolate oh yeah well i mean the bunny rabbits thing is a part of that for sure the eggs are a part of that. yeah because sure. it's about life isn't it and well yes yeah yeah but um you've been okay everything going all right you're you're in your world and yeah everything's going good in our world just plugging along and thawing Do, yes from the deep freeze of indiana this you year know, we, we had a couple of days of glory and sunshine and whatever and then indiana was like april fools i know right <laughs> psych i think we are out of it though i looked at the forecast and it looks like we're going to be in like the 50s and 60s low uh, that's wonderful or 40s and 50s which i can um, handle because we oh, sure. heat with wood so we have as to decide do we want to build all that up and right. have a you know the out it's outdoor and then it heats inside yes. but it's like, eh, can we suffer through? Will it be warm enough? That kind of thing. And when it gets down into the 30s, I, the house doesn't do very well, well. We have to put in a new air conditioner. Yes. Soon. Yeah, because we it died last year. Last year without one. Yeah. Um, but now, thanks to Uncle Joe <laughs> uh, and Biden bucks, <laughs> Biden we we <laughs> we have the money to fix the air conditioner so we're getting a new air conditioner oh yeah i need to and get my air conditioner decide, from you yes you do yeah. and we're trying to decide when when we're going to actually do that but it needs to be soon i would think soon because people are getting busy start getting hot yeah um, but uh but yeah i want it installed and ready to go for that first day when it's warm enough that we need to turn it on but anyway uh <laughs> you're so silly <laughs> That's your that's your excitement right I now, am right? I'm excited right now about I get that. air conditioning. Oh my goodness. I mean I am excited about it. Last year was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Um especially because it was a very hot summer. And I'm hoping we and don't that have that. Niche. I mean, we liked it for the pool. You know, we have a yes. pool in the backyard and um an, a proper in ground pool, not a you know, not an above ground pool like you guys are putting really? in. Really? I'm just being <laughs> You making fun of me. <laughs> I can take mine with me. If you move, you can't. So, ha. <laughs> anyway, no, but, uh, but, and so when we have summers that are wet or cold or whatever, we feel like it's a waste because yeah, yeah. we don't get to spend any time in the pool. And last year we were in the pool every day. Yeah. And, you know, my wife loves to lay in the sun. Yes. And she 
got to do that almost every day. I'm not sure why you didn't like put a little area of sand and so she could pretend well, she was it's at really the beach. really messy in the pool. I know, but not in the pool. You ding but it dong. doesn't matter because people would get from the sand and go ah, in the pool. but you got to make her a little space and nah, have, you know, seagull I'll sounds just, and know, waves. I'll, I'll do like a, like, I bet I could find, like, a plastic thing that looks like sand. No, that won't that be down. the same. She wants her feet and in the sand. I know her. Well, we're going to, we're spending almost two weeks in Florida for vacation. That's this true. Year. So hopefully she'll get her fill during that time but anyway um yeah so easter are you ready to dive in i think so maybe probably not the (laughs) extremely ancient roots of this i mean very like all the way back to the earliest human societies we that is that's how far this particular holiday goes really it does i did not know that you know the um the all of these major holidays are built around the changes of season, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. because that really ruled the lives of those early people. You know, that when makes they sense. could plant, and when yep. they could harvest, and when they could. All those were big deals uh, for them. And this one in particular, I and mean, if you think about the 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 celebration of this, the the uh, vernal equinox. The vernal. The vernal equinox. I know equinox. I don't know vernal. Okay. Vernal means spring. Oh, okay. Yes. The autumnal equinox is the other one. Okay. But that's where night and day are the same length. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what equinox. E- equal. equal. Mm-hmm. Equinox means equal night. So it, it's the same length of light and dark. And they paid very close attention to this kind of thing because that was when they knew that winter was receding and spring was coming and they could begin to look forward to uh, different weather and whatever. And in the earliest, uh, the earliest societies were river-based societies, Egypt, Sumeria. The, and so they really relied on the spring floods okay. to bring, bring river the water. Mm-hmm. Well, just water, yes, but it would flood and then it would recede. And it would leave dirt, fresh dirt. That they could use for that, their yeah, crops. Yeah, that was very, yeah. that You know, because they didn't have um, any kind of fertilizer or anything like that. So if they didn't have this constant renewing of fresh topsoil from the river, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to grow crops even if there was enough water. Okay. So they needed, and out of that came these, these resurrection myths, okay? Okay. Because the land is dead, and it didn't necessarily get super cold. In but it societies. looked like everything was dead. But they couldn't grow anything. Right. Um, and the land was dead, and then all of a sudden, out of death springs new life. New life. Okay. okay. And, that, and so they had all of these myths built up around about why this change happened. What does this change signify? It must tell us something about the gods, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About the the invisible forces of the universe you know vying to to change you know it, you know and and so they had uh all of it plus the animals would start procreating and, yeah mm-hmm. and you know it was just this whole thing you know they just noticed all around them this new life that makes sense and and well something must be happening in the spiritual world for this to be happening in in the in the physical world mm-hmm. and so they told stories to explain these things to each other in Egypt, it was the story of Osiris. Are you aware of Osiris? Mm-mm. Anyway, he was one of the gods, you know, and he got killed in a fight. Okay. And he died and he went to the underworld. But then his wife went into the underworld. Well, okay, this is, there's a lot, Easter has a lot to do with sex also. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eggs um, and bunnies. And well, you know, yeah. new yeah. life. You new know, life, yeah. New life, and they recognized that it came from sexual encounters and yeah, so, yeah. Um, so Easter has a lot to do with sex also and 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 fertility and uh, so Osiris had been killed okay and ripped into a bunch of different pieces and she put the pieces back together uh-huh. and raised him from the dead 
with her magic. Okay. And that is the, that's the, the thing of death and new life. Okay. The reason I talk about sex is because before she had raised him from the dead, the o- there was only one piece missing. Okay. <laughs> and you can recognize what piece that probably is. Um, his brain? <laughs> no, it wasn't his brain. Although a lot of men do their thinking with this particular piece. Okay. And she found it. And before raising him from the dead, depends on which story you read, uh-huh. she inseminated herself with this piece before, uh-huh. because she wanted to have a child. And then she raised him from the dead later after reuniting his whole body. Uh-huh. And so have you seen um, the, uh, the obelisks? No. Like, you know what I'm talking about? An obelisk? Okay, yes. Like the Washington Monument is an obelisk. Yes. Okay. Um, well, all over Egypt, there were obelisks okay well they were reminders of that piece of osiris oh okay didn't so know that every time you go to washington dc <laughs> <laughs> i have so many things Fair i can say George but i'm washington not going to well um, anyway, oh stop <laughs> you are terrible <laughs> i know i probably should delete that from the uh <laughs> you probably should rewind <laughs> Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, that same story is told in the Sumerian tradition, which is actually older than the Egyptian one. Okay. And, but there. I have my heater on. You there think it's, it's bothering either, anything? I don't know. We'll find out okay. when we listen back. It's okay. Um, but uh, but uh, there, it wasn't Osiris. And I forget his wife's name. It doesn't matter anyway. But there, it was uh a woman who was called the Queen of Heaven. Okay, mm-hmm. her name was. She had multiple names down through the years. Inanna was her first name, the first name she was given. Um, Simiramis is another name she was given, and then the final names that she was given, both in Sum- Sumer, and and in Europe later on, was Ishtar. Oh, really? Yes. And wow. in Germanic cultures, Ister. Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. Sound yes. familiar? Yeah. Okay. So these spring, uh, and and she also raised someone from the dead. Okay. Um, they apparently liked that uh, well, and story. Yes. And she, well, it was that whole idea of, like, all of nature was mourning the death of this god. Mm-hmm. And so it, too, was in death, but as she raised it from the dead, new life came to the earth. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually, in this story, it was her tears which revived him. It was, it's That's a really, much it's nicer a really than the previous story. one. Well, there's some of that, too. Um, oh. that, that Well, the whole ripping and, apart. And and the, the, yeah, anyway, right. Well, she didn't rip him apart. This other guy did. But, right, uh, right. But, um, so there's the... And depending on which story you read, either the the god that was raised was either uh, Nimrod or Gilgamesh, or Nimrod's the Bible name for him. Okay. Um, uh, or Tammuz, who and Tammuz, in some stories was Ishtar's son, and in some stories was his her husband. Okay. Uh, and she claimed that he that she had been, uh, that Tammuz had been supernaturally conceived. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, uh, kind of like the other story. Okay. okay. So that there, there's, a, he has a magical beginning. Okay. Um, and then, and then he's raised from the dead and that's spring, but, but they celebrated her. She's the goddess of fertility, the goddess yes. of new life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rabbits were a part of her symbol symbology, and also, they said that her, she had arisen from an egg that fell from the sky to the earth. Wow. Okay, and so that's the egg thing. Okay. Okay, so it's all about this goddess Ishtar, who later they called Easter. So that was what happened around the vernal equinox every year. Okay. In all these pagan cultures, as they were celebrating this thing, they would give each other eggs. They would 
They would, you know, engage in fertility rituals, etc., in order to celebrate the resurrection of Tammuz and, uh, you know, by the goddess Ishtar. Okay. okay. Got it. So, Whew, Christianity comes along. That's a lot of along. information. It is. There's a whole lot there. Okay. And Christianity comes along and like normal, uh, like with Valentine's Day and also with Christmas and, and Halloween, uh, instead of erasing all of the pagan traditions which were so deeply embedded in the cultures that they were, Mm-hmm. They used the pagan traditions to tell the gospel story. Now, there are people that will tell you that Jesus is, oh, Jesus is just another resurrection myth. It's the same thing, the same story, just warmed over again. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that, you know, he was supernaturally conceived. Yes. And so did God the, and he died, use that and on purpose to maybe. get people to maybe accept it easier? Sure. You know and what I mean? that's what some of the early church fathers said. Okay. Was that... Either God was kind of inhabiting their cultural tradition, uh-huh. something uh, the that they would understand. Was necessary, of course, for the process of, but was, or that God had planted these stories in their cultural tradition prior to, so they would, so be, that they that would recognize sense. Jesus as the real thing that was pointed to in their old histories. Got it. And that's definitely what the church did with it was they would say these all all these stories were just stories, but Jesus is the truth. And they weren't afraid of those stories. They didn't avoid those stories. Everybody knew those stories. Right. But they would use those stories to tell the story of Jesus. Okay. And of course in modern times we're like, oh, and there's a bunch of Christians nowadays that are like we should not celebrate Easter because it started off as a pagan tradition. Of course they do that with Halloween and Christmas and the other things too. Right, right. Um and they totally have missed the point of what the early church was trying to do, which was leverage the cultural narratives mm-hmm. of the culture they were trying to reach for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um by inhabiting those narratives and bringing out, you've heard that story. Right. Here's the truth. Right, right. And the reason that story speaks to you is because of the the real thing, which is brought to us in Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And, and that was the genius of that culture, which was the, the of that early church vibrancy is they would use whatever it took to tell people the truth and they didn't, they weren't afraid of the enemy or all this. No, they, Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, and there's no, there there was no way they could have ignored it. And if they had come in and said, we want you to forget everything, Mm -hmm. people would have just rejected it out of hand as completely alien and not something that they could connect with. Right. But they would go to the celebration that was going on in that town and say, that's a great story. Let me tell you another one. Right. right. A true story right. about the, the son of the true God who gave himself up for you and then was raised from the dead three days later, just right. like that. You know, and so they would just, isn't that cool? And I think that's so I great. I think that's great. Great. I like that. And, and they would do that. We even see the Apostle Paul doing that. The Apostle Paul quotes Greek poetry. He quotes Greek philosophers. He uses things that are, that exist in the culture of his hearers. Mm-hmm. And he leverages those to bring the gospel to bear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. And I think the church needs to remember how to do that again, which is why a lot of times I reference pop culture and things in my sermons and when I'm teaching, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, I can physically you know. feel certain people. Oh, absolutely. Cringing. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. <laughs> I, and I do. And, and there definitely were, uh, there was a day of that for me as well. But when I see, when I see, you know, like I, I, you know, I brought my, uh, my, what was it? I don't know. Spit it out. I'm trying to, what well, was some kind of, I think it was a He-Man action figure or something. And I threw it on a bonfire, you know, because that's all demonic and, and, and whatever. Did you, oh, did you never ever do I any don't, of that? No. Oh yeah, there was this whole movement back in the '90s and, and eight, late '80s where I we were going to we were going to uh, we were going to <laughs> the 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 church needed to become pure of all of the ways the culture was influencing. You're us. in the world, but not of the world. Well, yeah, and 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 the culture was sneaking in 
Yes. These now I did. I did not. I did get rid of all my Disney stuff. I did do that one. That too. Yes. yes. Disney and the girls and still probably haven't forgiven me for yes. that one. Yes. They, they did that. They, yeah. The same thing. <laughs> Disney. Uh, your your Black Sabbath CDs. Your. <laughs> You know, I never liked Black Sabbath. ACDC, ACDC. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, any of that. Prince. Yes. Okay, that's that's all evil stuff, and they we would have a there'd be a big fire and you'd bring it and you'd throw it in the fire. Got it. And and yeah, I definitely was a part of that. Some. Yes. Um, uh, because we believed that we were allowing demonic influence in our lives, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying demonic influence can't come that way. Right. Um, but I but I think that is uh, that. It, I think it's an I individual think, thing. Can I well, can I throw my two yeah, cents yeah, here well, on you, that? Yeah. Because I, th- I think what ends up happening is just like we do with everything else. We just jump on whatever bandwagon seems to be popular at the moment without taking it specifically to the Lord and saying what. Is he asking of you? Because he knows your individual mind, he knows your mm-hmm. heart, and he knows your body. Right. So, for example, there's two examples. One is my mom and stepdad still do not eat pork. Now, they do it as a they feel that God is telling them that they should not eat pork. Sure. I don't agree with that. I eat bacon. Love bacon. Um, I don't like all kinds of pork just because I don't like the taste of it. But I, I do have that. And I don't have that conviction. They do. But I also know that my mom has health issues. Yeah. That had she eaten certain things like that, that that would have caused them problems. Mm-hmm. She may or may not recognize it. I don't right. know. For me specifically, way back in the day when I first became a Christian, God very clearly told me to not watch horror movies. Sure. Um, he did ask me to not um, participate in the evil side or the whatever you want to call it side that can be. Um, per- perceived as bad when it comes to Halloween. My kids still dressed up. We still had candy, right. but it was the side that could be bad. But it was specific to me. It wasn't that I was thinking anybody else. Right. And even to this day, I recognize because I very much empathize when I'm watching movies, when I'm taking that stuff in. I'm a person who, who really relates to that stuff Mm -hmm. and even to the point the other day is uh one of the kids was watching something and i was in the other room i had no idea what was going on i had no idea what was on tv or whatever and i just was like feeling uncomfortable and kind of this that and the other and i was like hey what are you guys watching and he told me and i said is that considered a horror movie he goes yeah and i said can you turn that off Mm -hmm. because it's bothering me Mm -hmm. and but that's specific to me right yeah. And I don't, what I don't like is that we just jump on the bandwagon and maybe there is a specific thing that you do need to get rid of because sure. it may be something that is causing problems for you, right. but it doesn't mean that it needs to be an entire Christianity movement right. of things. And that's, that's what frustrates me yeah, on we're that. We're following the leadership of the Holy Spirit exactly. as he draws us into Christ, revealing places of idolatry, et cetera, that right. we may not be you know, aware of. And yes, I think you should absolutely follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in those situations. Right. And if there is, and the apostle Paul talks about it that way. He says, if there's, if, uh, that basically if your conscience is pricked, that you should, you should obey your conscience. Exactly. Don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, did consider that a leading, a leading from the Holy Spirit and but and don't just jump just on do some that. sort of bandwagon. But don't try and put it on someone else. Exactly. Um, but he does tell us to do our best not to press others in our freedom either. So if right. I don't, if I do enjoy a horror movie, right? Um, and there's someone like you that's like, no, I'm not. I can't do that. Uh-huh. That I shouldn't like pressure you to come and watch this horror movie with me right. because I I I don't want to violate what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. Exactly. Um, and so I should just be sensitive to that. And the Apostle Paul talked about food offered to idols. That's, that was the context of, of his conversation around that. But it applies across the board. You know, things like drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. things like, you know, things that aren't in and of themselves necessarily sinful. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are people listening to this that <laughs> would say that, 
drinking alcohol is inherently sinful. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to have to point the finger at Jesus and say he was a sinner. So right. I think you better be careful turned, with that. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, um, but things that aren't, aren't really a positive or a negative, but they, they affect me in a negative way. Exactly. Or they have, you know, they, you know, and, and so I need to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit for myself in those moments. And I need to be sensitive to other people's emotions about it when, they're, you know, when if they're feeling led of the Holy Spirit to refrain from something like right. that, or to do something, exactly, and and so we just need to love each other enough to say, you know, I respect your walk with Christ, right, and, and I'm not going to mess with you uh, on that. I think this is a good time for one of your words. Oh, really? One of my words? Yeah. Okay. You're smart. One that I really like, and I saw it a few days ago and said I have to save that. Okay. Because. It's actually what I'm doing, probably, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the word of the day, okay? Oh, the no. The word is lexiphanic. Lexiphanic? Yes. P-H-A-N-I-C. L-E-X-I-P-H-A-N-I-C. Lexiphanic. When you are being or waxing lexiphanic, you are showing off with words uh-huh. or using words pretentiously. <laughs> Aha! I am so using that on you. Stop being lexiphanic. Stop being lexiphanic. I am going to use that, and I'm going to say that to my son, Seth King. Not that he ever listens to this. He's the same way. He is. Uh, But uh, but yeah, I mean, and and I just thought that was hysterical. I was like, that's that's amazing. That is amazing, and that is so you. And it's kind of like, boy, even using the word, I can be lexiphanic by saying lexiphanic. I know. (laughs) It's a double whammy. Uh, oh I, well, word. and I found another one. And okay. I, this is this is difficult. Okay, it's really long. Look how long that word is. Oh my goodness! This, this word down here. Okay? Right, can you say it? Hippopotomonstrosesquipedaliophobia. <laughs> it's a phobia. It's a phobia. It's Hippo. The, so you're afraid of hippos. No, it's the fear <laughs> of long words. Uh, nuh-uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, isn't that great? All right, say it one it's, more time. Okay. <laughs> hippo. Hippo. No, hip, yeah, hippo. Potomo. Monstro. Sesquipedaliophobia. Ophobia. I can't even. It's Super so long. It's such a long word. And it's the phobia of long words, which is just amazing. The fact that that would be. That's it. But the first yes. part of it is like hippopotamus. Yeah, it is. It almost, it's almost exactly hippopotamus. So, so I wonder what hippopotamus means. I know. Means, that's but, exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, but, uh, but no, that's, that is, it's the fear. It's the phobia of long words. That is hysterical. <laughs> and you, if you have it, if you you're can't listening say to it. this, you can't say it and you'll have to shut off this podcast. <laughs> then you'll know you have it. If that just made you cringe and you're scared <laughs> And hiding in your closet and sucking your thumb. Oh, yep. You, you don't like people who are lexiphanic if you have this phobia. That's true. That I don't know how to pronounce it. It's so long. It's such a long it's word. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, okay. So, <laughs> lexiphanic. I thought that was a great word. I'm for, getting you a t-shirt for, for that says, <laughs> King of Lexophanic. <laughs> lexiphanic. Le- lexiphanicism. That's right. <laughs> Let's bring lexiphanicism back. A whole bunch of people will be offended and they'll have no idea what it is it means. Yeah. (laughs) That is really true. We have so dumbed ourselves down with texting and all that other stuff. We don't use we really have. our brain in that kind of way. And I regularly am not being lexiphanic. I'm just using the words that are in my head and people look at me like I have two heads because Well, you have a big they head. Don't well, that's true, but I, but I'm just saying I'm just using a word or a phrase that, like waiting on tenterhooks. Right. I, well, <laughs> and, I was and, like, what? And, and people are people are like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> they just give me this look, and I'm I didn't purposefully say that to be like, look at me, I know big words. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's just my vocabulary. Right. And and. Well, there know. are better ways to say things i mean right look at the the great writers look at the the great poets look at 
you know, William Shakespeare, mm -hmm. you know, they used beefy words. And sometimes invented words. Yes. But they just didn't use, you know, the cow went to the barn. Right. You know, they made it come alive. They made it more. And so we don't have to have, you know, $50 words. No. In some but ways. Sometimes there are, there are words that would take a paragraph to say... Or you can say it in a word. Say it in a word, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can concise it down, you know, make it yeah. concise. Which is why I like those words. Right. Because I can, it would be much more difficult for me to say this in simple language than it is for me to just say this word. Right. But I think the phobia of the big words would be a lot easier to say, I have a phobia of big words, yes, than that would. word. It would indeed. Because that's redonkulous. Because I can't, that, that word is insane. <laughs> Okay, okay, back to Easter. So, Easter. Um, and so now in, in our, most of our, uh, our Easter celebrations um, are this odd mix of the pagan and the Christian. Mm -hmm. we, we have leveraged these pagan symbols that we no longer have a connection with. So we, like, we don't know that the rabbit was symbol of Semiramis, and we don't know that that... Uh, or Ishtar. We don't know that she came from an egg. We don't know any of that it, culturally. You know, you can find this stuff out if you do a Google search. Right. But, but most people don't know that. That's right. Not, I didn't know most of that. So I knew a little they're bit. They're not thinking about Ishtar when they when they give eggs to their kill, to their kids. They're, right. They're just thinking, isn't this fun? I'm just thinking right? I want this is Easter. the Cadbury chocolate right. caramel Absolutely. egg. Yeah. You know, I always think about what's one of my all-time favorite commercials was the Cadbury bunny tryouts, yes. you know, and, and the lion. That lion, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that literally was what I was thinking too. That's my favorite Cadbury commercial. That's how you know that uh, that that Good advertising marketing. has yes. done its job. Uh huh. Absolutely. Um, uh, but anyway, um, and I think it's a. I think it that did a better job than like some of these Geico ads or whatever ads that you don't yeah. even know what they're for. No, I agree. You know, the ad, uh -huh. but you have no idea what, what that for. has to do. Now with. the one that's done really good is what's in your wallet. You know, oh, yeah. all the Scandinavians Absolutely. or the Vikings, right. whatever those were awesome. Yeah. And then you, the you, mayhem mayhem ones. Yes. Cause that, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Some of the Geico ones I'm like, what? Yeah. What, where were they coming from? Although you know, my favorite one of that one is the drill sergeant who's the therapist. Oh, yeah. And, he's, and that's why yellow makes me sad. <laughs> you know what makes me sad? You do. <laughs> he goes this whole diatribe and then he throws the box of cheese. That was a that that was that that was a guy cook commercial. See, there you go. Yeah. See, I remember the commercial, but I but do not remember know. that it was a guy cook commercial. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole thing with um, who are the two rappers? The the scoop. There it is. Commercial. Yeah. Right now, that's a really big one right now. You know, and and I, you know, people talk about it all the time. I've heard a bunch of people talk about that one. That's a Geico commercial. It is. Yes. Yeah. But I would have thought it was a ice cream commercial. Or something. Scoop there it is. <laughs> because that's what they're that doing. That would make more sense. They're scooping ice cream. Yeah. That's, that's you know that, and that's why they're singing that, and they're like, you know, putting hot chocolate on the chocolate, chocolate. You know, that's that's. So that doesn't go with Geico. No, to me. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, you know, They've gotten a little off. It's. Uh, well, I think I, you should write them. I should. I absolutely should. By the way, I love your commercials. I just have no idea what they have to do with car insurance. Yeah. Um, but anyway. dial it back, people. Yeah, go back to the lizard, the chameleon, or whatever. He yes. was more recognizable. But uh, but uh, yeah. So, um, what does that have to do with the? Oh, we we have lost <laughs> that. The meaning behind those symbols. Right. Because we're far enough removed from all of that. Right. Now they're just symbols of Easter. Mm -hmm. Right. They're not really symbols of whatever. We don't even remember that the word Easter is the name of a pagan goddess. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why a lot of churches, man, I just, Christians bug me sometimes. <laughs> They just do, Michelle. I mean, come on. It's like, it's, we can't call it Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. Well, duh. <laughs> we all know that it's Resurrection Sunday. Yes. You don't have to be a, a, a self-righteous jerk and be like, it's not Easter. It's Resurrection. 
<laughs> yeah, just, is that it, how they it, talk? That is exactly how okay. they talk. Is that Haven't you ever you... met any of those people? No, but... They talk like <laughs> this. <laughs> okay, I'll pay more attention now. Yes, they do. <laughs> Maybe the they, it's just how mouth, you... That's what you hear when they start talking. Blah, 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 blah. That's exactly what I hear. <laughs> same people from... The adults in Charlie Brown. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. Wah. Yeah. And you have some of that with, you know, the other stuff. I was like, I won't even discuss Santa at Christmas time because he's, it's turn that around and he's Satan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had that. And, yes. and I have to, I'm picking on my stepdad a little bit, but, you know, he's one of those uh, to a certain degree. And every once in a while I just go yeah I had to lighten up so I'll buy him a pair of socks that say ho 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 on him <laughs> for Christmas and I'm like I'm being passive aggressively mean to him and he knows I'm being mean to him but I'm like lighten up it's all right it's gonna be okay yes. let's all not take ourselves quite so seriously yes you know we never really did we didn't do Santa with our kids like we didn't tell our kids that the gifts came from Santa right um but we didn't like not let them watch the Santa Claus. No, or, we didn't do any of that. Know, we just kind of like whatever. We loved the elf movies. We yeah. loved the Santa Claus movies. We watched, you know, all all of that stuff. But Same we didn't... thing with the Easter Bunny. Like we yeah. didn't, we didn't do the, we didn't tell them the candy came from some magical bunny that hopped around nope. and brought candy on Easter. You know, we didn't do that. Nope. But we, but we also and... hid eggs and yeah. ate chocolate bunnies. You know, I mean, why not? Right. You know, the bunny. The bunny. Oh, Ooh, I love the bunny. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you need to have some sort of thing that goes tangent <laughs> when we really go off the off the rails. When we start doing something weird. You need to put uh, in a little voice. A bunny thing. trail? A but bunny trail. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that was like a bunny trail in more than one, that was. More than one way. Uh, but uh, no, I, so. These these have become disconnected from anything pagan or whatever. So I don't think we should be afraid of them mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, n- not uh, not use them or whatever. I do think we should know what they mean. I mean, I don't think it's. No, we don't be ignorant about the right. situation, um, but we don't but be afraid. There's no reason to be afraid. And and I do. You know, I love. That. Well, the other part of this and the part that we also miss, which this is unfortunate, I think, is the connection of Easter with the Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we talk enough about it. I'm, I, I'm guilty of this because Jesus died on as a part of the Passover celebration. The mm-hmm. Last Supper was a Passover dinner, a Seder dinner yeah. that was taking place on Passover and he purposefully chose this time to go to the cross uh, to to fulfill the symbol of the lamb that whose blood was put over the door mm-hmm. in the original Passover thing and in in many uh, non-European uh, uh traditions around resurrection sunday um it's referred to as pascha which is which means passover passover mm-hmm. in the greek orthodox tradition it's called pascha mm-hmm. um uh, or we the the latin version of that is the passion of the christ mm. okay it's that same and it's all about the last week of jesus earthly life uh, before his death and resurrection. And it's that whole event leading from Palm Sunday, what we call Holy Week, or, you know, that leads from Palm Sunday all the way up to Easter Sunday. They view that entire time as one event. Gotcha. The cross, the grave, the resurrection. It is a singular event. Mm-hmm. And, um, which I think I kind of just knew that, but I didn't like consciously know it. Does that right. make sense? Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, that makes sense. I knew that, but I didn't know that. Well, and anytime theologically we're talking about the cross, we really have to, the resurrection is a part of that, which I tend to try and and say Jesus' death and resurrection um, whenever I'm doing that, just because I don't want people to forget mm-hmm. <laughs> that the resurrection is a really important part right. of the cross. Um, I read something, I, I think I posted on Facebook this week from 
Brian Zond, who's one of my favorite pastors right now, and uh, he uh, he said, the cross is not a defeat that was rescued by the resurrection. The cross is a victory that was revealed by the resurrection. Mm-hmm, I and I thought that. that was really good. That's just that. like, wow. Because, yeah, that's this is not Jesus losing and then God comes in and saves the day. No, this right. is Jesus winning. On the cross, he won. Right. He defeated all of our enemies, death, hell, and the grave. Or as the as the, the liturgy says, that he trampled down death by death. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his death, he was defeating kind of takes the, the Carmen song, The Champion, out of, takes the wind out <laughs> of the does, skills. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Carmen. Sorry, Carmen. Uh, well, may he rest in peace. Yes, he's in yeah, heaven now um, going, oh. <laughs> 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 but where would all of our human videos have been? Without, without Carmen. Without the champion. The champion. I know. I, I blame and credit. Whatever you want to have you <laughs> Carmen and credit, just whatever for the entire human video movement movement. in the church. And if you are unfamiliar with with human videos, uh, you can thank your lucky stars. Okay, let me just say I actually like like human videos if they're done well. No, I do. When have they ever been done well? I've never. I have done them well. Uh, Of course. (laughs) When we went to Mexico and we had to do, I'm not talking. You aren't talking because you're wrong. When we went to Mexico and we did that in Spanish and we, it was cheesy, but it was moving and it spoke to people. I do not have a problem with that kind of thing being used to transcend language. Yes. And that's what it was for. Sure. I. <laughs> to win. <laughs> to win. Okay. Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going yes. too far? No, I'm not going to go there. I know that's what I'm saying. I was I was at a at a church camp, and one of the youth pastors got up, and did by himself a human video in front of the whole camp, and I felt like simultaneously one of the worst and best youth pastors because <laughs> my entire youth group was sitting there. Desperately trying not to lose, lose it, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> because here is a thirty-year-old man uh-huh. doing a human video in front of a bunch of teenagers to a seven-year-old Christian song that was cheeseball to begin with, <laughs> and we're all just like trying so hard. I had to. I literally had to leave the room. I had to. I was going to completely lose it. I couldn't even Josh. look up there. And I knew if I cracked, that the entire youth group would crack. And I was just trying not to be a terrible, terrible person. Because this guy was fully sincere. And God bless him. He was doing what he felt like God wanted him to do. And I did not want to belittle that. But it was one of the most difficult moments of my life. <laughs> Trying not okay, to lose but that's it. your standard of low. <laughs> yes. We've had some moving things that have happened. I'm not. Uh, I am not saying that there's not a lot of cheese and all that stuff in there. But there a visual, I'm along with saying, song. I'm, I'm, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not really saying there were never any good ones. Like mm-hmm. when we did the whole thing to. He is, you know, that whole thing. That oh was my awesome. goodness, that blew me away. Or yes. when the kids did the one to. Um, Arise. I'm sending the fire from uh, oh, yeah. Eddie James, like that one. Wow, that was powerful, you know. And there are definitely times, and when they're being used in a ministry context, they exactly. can be quite powerful. Yes, but uh, but I still blame Carmen. He, it's his fault. He, but he did all kinds of genres too. The Lord has forgiven him. The Lord has forgiven him before he even asked. Hey, Amen. <laughs> all right, but he, it's time for Michelle's random. Moment. Yes. Okay. So Michelle's random moment. <laughs> Random facts about bunnies and eggs. Oh, go for it. So, to express happiness, bunnies will sometimes jump around and flick their heads and their feet. That adorable behavior is known within the rabbit community as binky. Beaky? Bink. B-I-N-K-Y. Binky. Yes. Like a pacifier. I guess. But they're happy. They're binky. They're binking. Great. All right. Okay. Good to know. So, um, the Guinness Book, I was finding that one. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records 
They usually live five to ten years, but the ripe old age of 17 was one. Wow. And the heaviest bunny ever was 55 pounds. Whoa. And their ears can be rotated almost a full circle at 270 degrees. Things you needed to know about bunnies, everyone. That's, I'm, I'm so glad you shared those things. You're welcome. That's... You're welcome. Okay, so now a few fun facts for eggs. Oh, Lord. And just so you know, October 11th is World Egg Day. Well, I'm so glad. Shouldn't it be closer to Easter? I would think so. Here are 15, I'm not going to do 15, excellent facts. Oh, God. <laughs> We're not to the pun of the day yet. Michelle. But that kind of goes. You're going to have to find <laughs> one that goes with that. Okay. Harriet, a hen from the United Kingdom, laid the world's largest egg in 2010. It measured nine inches in diameter. Whoa. That makes my but wait a minute. Which, rear end which, di- which direction is the diameter? Like, are we talking about? Not length. Diameter would be round. Well, right. But, like... You know, because an egg's kind of oblong. It is, but it comes out pointy. And then, so the whitest part of when she was birthing okay. that egg. Woof. I know. She part ostrich? Or I, what? I know. I think she put it <laughs> Chickens don't produce one egg at a time. Instead, producing hens normally have several eggs in various stages of development. Lovely. Um... Let's see here. Not all chickens create eggs equally. Some breeds lay eggs almost every day. Other breeds, oh, now we're getting into the chicken part. Blah. Um, because older eggs have larger air cells, they're much easier to peel than fresh eggs. That is so helpful oh, to know during the deviled egg season. Know. You know? Good to know. I mean, I... Really don't like deviled eggs, but you I don't know. How are we friends? All right, last one. It takes a hen between 24 and 26 hours to develop an egg. So like a whole day, a little yes. bit over a day. Yeah. Once she lays an egg, the development of a new egg normally starts within 30 minutes. Wow. I know. So there's some random egg and bunny facts to go along with our I'm so happy resurrection Sunday I'm so happy <laughs> none of them had to do with the phallus of Tammuz that's, that's uh, no yeah that's that's good I'm yeah. glad we didn't have any nope uh, obelisk related nope no obelisks we're behaving <laughs> jeez didn't need to know all that information by the way well, it's all part of the Easter celebration whatever as we worship Ishtar. Lorena Bobbitt. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. I know. <laughs> and she isn't the one that did it. She put it back. I know. But uh, I'm Ishtar just saying it's, put it back. But it's part of... Anyway, go ahead. Missing parts and parts being put back together. Yes. Frankenstein's. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? All right, so what's, okay. what's one last... I think we've been talking like almost an hour, haven't we? we? Yeah, I'm in close. Are we close? Yeah, we are close. So one, what's a last thing that we would like to... Well, of course, you know, I mean, I, we don't to the really table. use this podcast to preach. No. Um, but I, I, I want to encourage everybody to read the Easter story. Uh, in in the Bible, I want to encourage everybody to just take a time, even if you aren't a follower of Jesus, go find a Bible in a hotel room or something somewhere, right. you know, and just read the last few chapters of the Gospels, because I've been doing that a lot in these last few days. Which would and, be? Uh, well, I mean, I can I can tell you the exact yeah, give Easter some exact because you can get addresses. it in different versions. Oh sure. Yeah, in I each mean, of the Gospels. Each of the Some Gospels. Some people may not know what the Gospels mean, though. Well, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament. And they all tell a and they similar all but yet different similar account. similar but slightly different story mm-hmm. that when you put them all together, paints a nice picture of what actually happened. And they do that in other areas, too. Yes. In other, other parts of Jesus' ministry. 
Well, that's the different. That's it's the almost beauty. like different angles. I like that's the and beauty I like of that. the gospel mm-hmm. of the gospels and that we have these four separate portraits of the uh, of of the life and ministry of Jesus that when you put them together, create a well-rounded picture of who this man was and what he was about. And um, I, I deeply appreciate having all four of those, uh, all, all four of those perspectives. perspectives and being able to read different accounts of the same event and see how they're being emphasized and, mm-hmm. and, and thought about. Um, so in, so the, the, the three, and of course today is, is Good Friday and the crucifixion is in Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23 and John 19 okay. are the stories of the crucifixion of Jesus and the death of Jesus, um, and the burial of Jesus are all kind of, you're going to find all of those there. But the resurrection story, the Easter story, you'll find in Matthew 28, in Mark 16, in Luke 24, and in John chapter 20. And my two favorites are Luke and John are my two favorite uh, versions, versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you find, and it is kind of funny, I actually think, because John and Luke knew each other fairly well they ministered together etc and you kind of see john and luke playing off each other a little bit um luke was written before john and john almost comments directly on what luke said about the resurrection because it says that peter went to the tomb and john says uh that john says peter and john went to the tomb and that John got there first because he was, and it says, it says, I was there and I know. (laughs) So it's almost like Peter tells you that he got there before I did. And Luke doesn't even mention that I was there. Exactly. (laughs) So I just find that fascinating. That is kind of funny. I didn't Uh, think about that. Because John actually makes a point to say, by the way, I got there first. Uh huh. Uh huh. It wasn't. who were the two that said, who's going to be sitting next to you? Who's the greatest? And who's well, that was be- James and John. James and John. Yes. Yes. Same John. Same John. So John's the troublemaker. John and James were brothers, though. So you can, <laughs> uh, you can see oh, how yeah, that yeah, works. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, I they can. Were the, they were the sons of Zebedee. So, That's right. Uh, and at w- there's several versions of that story, too, which that particular argument was happened multiple times with the disciples Uh Um, and it frustrated Jesus to no end. Uh He always dealt with it directly. Um, But James and John, actually their mom brought them to Jesus (laughs) and asked Jesus herself. This is a typical mom. She's such a stage mom. Do something with them. She was like, Jesus, will you promise that they get to sit on your right and left hand? that story so much because it's such a mama it's such a mama thing and, See, and i would be the opposite i'd be like fix them do something with them <laughs> well she was looking to and her son's advancement they did she didn't yeah, want yeah. them to be overlooked and so she asked jesus if he would promise that they could be his right and left hand man uh men uh when he came into his kingdom and uh and jesus says to her that's not something I can promise, which is an, actually an illusion. And we don't often think this, but it's actually an, it's not an illusion to who are going to be Jesus right and left hand man in heaven. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus was talking about the thieves who were crucified on his right and on his left. I wondered about that. That is who Jesus is talking about. OK. And because Jesus knew what was going to happen and he and he said, uh, it's going to work out a little different than you think. Mm-hmm. And he says that to James and John. We know that. We know that he's talking about that because then he says, can you drink of the cup that I'm going to drink? Yeah. And th- that specifically has to do with Jesus' death. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, they were like, oh, we can. And he said, well, you will. But that 
that has nothing to do with this uh, because they were, he knew they were not going to be on his right and on his left right. because the cross is the coronation of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we, we often, it goes back to that quote from Brian Zahn. We, I, th I think we miss it. We think like, well, this is the sad moment. No, this is the moment when Jesus accomplished it all. Mm -hmm. That's why he could say it is finished mm -hmm. when it was finished because Jesus had done what he, what he came to, he destroyed sin and death forever. He dealt the killing blow to all that was trying and is still trying to destroy humanity and the creation at the cross in his death. That, that was it, the what, decisive victory. What do you think the point of having the other two thieves there with him were? Um, well, one was the interaction that he has with the one thief. Which he could have had at a different place. Well, I think it's especially pointed on the cross. Okay. That Jesus could tell him, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. I think there was that moment. But there's also an identification that is being made with Jesus and Humanity? The worst of sinners. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's hanging with them. Mm -hmm. He is even here, even in our suffering and in our death. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. That is who Jesus is. And even in our reaping the consequences of our greatest failures, Jesus is with us, embodying and inhabiting mm -hmm. our our just punishment of sin that's what that is they deserve to be hanging there according to roman law now mm -hmm. they were um it's also interesting because we usually think we i even just called them thieves a moment ago but the real thing that they were that thieves weren't usually crucified and they were very proud they were very likely being crucified because they did the Bible says they stole things, um, but uh, they were also probably a part of Barabbas's gang. Uh, yeah, his <laughs> and he was a political uh, uh, rabble rouser. He was trying to overthrow Rome. That's why he was in prison. Okay, and they were probably they were very likely a part of his of his you know, one of the leaders of his thing. And so what we have, it's that whole thing is fascinating too, because Barabbas mm -hmm. means son of the father. Really? Yes. That's what the name means. Wow. And so we have the son of the father taking play, taking the place of the son of the father. Wow. On the cross. And declaring to all of us in that moment that we are sons of the Father. So that's just such a, that's such More a. More layers. Yeah, there's so many layers, especially in John. John was purposefully written, layered, mm -hmm. with symbol on top of symbol on top of symbol on top of symbol, which he does in the book of Revelation also. But John specifically does that, where he's just got all of these. And if, you, if John mentions a detail... It's because he's trying to communicate something. He was extremely careful with his language. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would highly recommend that people read the, just take and a moment. And research John, And too. read him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and John, I mean, John's fascinating. John is so deep and Taking so Taking some of the words and getting them translated into the original text. Right. To have the original understanding and meaning makes it so much deeper. Yeah. Really it's does. hard to do, but well, it is. Especially with John. Like, Mark is a very just kind of like, here's what happened. Right. And he doesn't he really do a facts. lot. Yeah, he's just a just the facts ma'am kind of yeah. evangelist. Uh, you know, he just says, this is what happened. Um, uh, but John, his was written last. His gospel was written last. And, and he's very, very purposefully symbolic purposefully he chooses the language 
he chooses when he tells what parts of the story. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily put everything in chronological order. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that happens in John early in Jesus' ministry that in the other gospel happened in lo- late in Jesus' ministry. Mm-hmm. That's not a mistake. He did that on purpose. He's trying to put things, you know, he's telling us the story a specific way because he wants us to hear it a specific way. That's anyway, cool. That's very and interesting. That's true. That is, that's true of the whole Bible, but it's it's more true for certain for certain right um, you know, sections. John was truly Books. a genius mm-hmm. as an author. I mean, really, uh, uh, and so you could spend. I've spent the last twenty six weeks in a study with scholars on the Book of John, and uh, we could spend another twenty six weeks easily because wow. it's been. Yeah, it's like three hours a week. For wow. <laughs> it's been so good. Uh, really, really delightful and delicious. Okay. Delightful and delicious. Yes. Puns of the day. Okay. And I had a different one, but because it's Easter and you told me I needed to do that. Um, Since when do you listen these to are, me? These are really bad. These are so bad. <laughs> these are just, I'm just going to apologize right now. They're worse than my normal puns. <laughs> But uh, when I, you know, do a quick search for Easter puns, and this is the kind of thing. Okay. So are you excited for Easter? <sighs> yes. You know, I know all of this celebrating is eggs. <laughs> but those eggs were really to die for. <laughs> I told you these are really, really. These really are good. not excellent. No. <laughs> <laughs> And after we eat all this chocolate, we're going to need exercise. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. Don't be using that cuss word on me. Uh, I think that's enough. I think that, I, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. I think. You need to we've, insert in a couple we've, groanings we've when you beat share Beat the these. shell out of that. <laughs> I have to take credit for that one. That one was just me. That I'm was sorry. just that you. Was you just didn't even me. look it up. No, that horrible <laughs> one was just mine. That's terrible. I'm so sorry. I want to apologize deeply and profoundly. You are lying. For I am not lying. I really feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could just cut it out. But no, not not the. the uh, oh, okay. No, I don't care about. Oh, that. just about. No, just how, how bad, bad those puns oh, are. Okay. Yeah, that's that. I I try and do better for you all. I may not succeed, Apparently but I try. Not too many great and excellent <laughs> Easter puns. I just didn't really have time to look them up because I've been oh, trying okay. to do that while we've been talking. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, I hope you were informed and maybe enlightened and I, uh, about Easter and uh, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Lord knows I could, if we really wanted to talk about the resurrection of Jesus and all that it means, I could go on for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Um, because... It is the death and resurrection of Jesus is the axis mundi. Mm. Okay. It is the, it is. That's the title. That is the axis mundi. Maybe yes. Maybe the axis mundi. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, my brain is in that place. You now. are. That, uh, you are. Reel uh, it back uh, in, dude. <laughs> but that word, that phrase is a Latin phrase that means the center of the world. Uh, the, 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 the axis upon which all of creation turns is the gospel. This is it. This is the thing. The pinnacle of all human history and, and interaction is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it deserves to be celebrated. Yeah. Even if, even if we're going to throw in some chocolate and some eggs and some bad buns along along with it. Well, you talk about, you know, the weather says it, you know, comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. Yes. But Jesus came in like a lamb mm-hmm. and went out like a lion. He did indeed. He, he took care of it all. He defeated sin and death. I never, and I, I say that to him on a regular basis, I never want the monumental awareness and understanding of that to ever become blase, stale, yeah, mundane, regular to me. Amen. I never ever I want it to instantly bring my heart to 
love and thankfulness and yes. tears and repentance and everything when I think about that. May the gospel always be good news to us. Yeah. And it's not if it's not, it's our fault. <laughs> we, right. we aren't paying attention to it. And if it. we are become calloused or just whatever that that we would allow God to make that fresh and new again. Yeah. Amen. New life in that. Amen. One of the things that I have most enjoyed about the, just these last few years of learning more about church history, about the history of theological thought and about, you know, this is kind of a journey that I've been on, um, is to train myself to choose to think deeply about these things yeah, because they deserve it. Right. They deserve exactly. more than just a cursory. Well, that's when Jesus rose from the dead. So. Yeah. No, we need to peer more deeply into these things. Yeah. Um, because the ramifications of them are in every moment of our lives. Well, and I think, you know, or, and I don't think we were recording when we were talking about this in the book that you are reading about yeah. the disciple and talking about we have, what do you say? We have forgotten the ancient church. Yeah, the, the treasures of the, the treasures of the ancient yes. church. And I feel that that needs to be a part of it. We need to not do away with treasures just because mm -hmm. they're old. Yeah. Well, that's why I have been trying to, that's why we do Advent every year right. at this church, which is not a practice that I grew up with. Uh, as a Pentecostal church, we didn't really do Advent right. or talk about Advent or whatever. And the same thing with Lent, which we haven't really done Lent yet. I'm trying to do things one thing at a time. Um, but I would love to bring Lent back. And I've tried to bring an awareness every year of the Lenten yeah. season. And uh, we did a, a Lenten sermon series this year. But, but we haven't encouraged people to engage in the practice of Lent but both of those are seasons where we are setting aside a certain time of the year specifically for contemplation of what we're about to celebrate. So that when we come to the celebration of that thing, it has its full richness and weight and glory. Right. Because we've been thinking about it for so many weeks. Meditating. Leading up to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really kind of examining it from all sides. So that when it arrives, we have the depth of gratitude and, and excitement and love for it that it deserves. Yeah. The incarnation of Jesus. The death and resurrection of our Savior. These things are worth our time. Amen. And, and, uh, and not only that, they're, it, is a good, it is good for us. We grow by contemplating them yep. and meditating on them anyway we went longer than we thought but we love you guys thank you for joining us oh hey by the way happy five years being here as pastor that's true yep five absolutely. years april fool's day i don't know what they were thinking but this explains <laughs> a lot it's also my son's 17th birthday today well happy yes, birthday simon to simon yes 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 your son will be at my house tonight okay yeah great you probably didn't know that. No, but, you know, I never know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I was just thinking it's been five years since you've been up here. It's mm -hmm. crazy. It is a little crazy. All right. We'll see what the next few years. Praise the Lord. All right. Yes. See Happy you later, Easter, everybody. everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.